Hello and welcome to the Later in Life Love podcast with your friend Mimi and her boo AJ. That's me. That's you. It's been a while. More than a while. And who's to blame for that? Me? You? The universe? Well, it's been a while. All of the above. <laughs> Let's go with that. Yeah, we. I mean, we have no excuses. We're like everyone else. Life happens. We get busy. You have other priorities. Things happen. I agree. Yep. Life has kept it moving and we just haven't made the time. You know, when you want to make the time, you can't. And that's what we did this morning. We said, we're going to make the time and made it happen. Put it on the calendar, make it happen. Yes, I'm very glad. And you you were the one to really insist on that. And I very much appreciate you doing that. Well, it was because you insisted earlier and I mm, wasn't as ready back in January. So I figured, hey, it's my turn to insist. My insisting works. That's true. And we are in a new year, kind of way into a new year now, but we did have the holidays, Christmas, New Year, and we spent a lot of time together during that time. So that was part of the busyness, which was well worth it. For sure. I love that time when we spent together and actually were in the same place at the same time for an extended period of time. And now we know, hey, we can stand to hang out with each other. <laughs> that was a good trial run, babe. Agreed, for sure. Success, success. It's a beautiful thing. Um, we definitely had to let people know and by coming back and saying, hey, you know, we are still together. I know we've been missing for a while. And some of our listeners may have said, hey, wait a minute. Where have they been? Did they break up? Did it not work out? What happened to this forever love thing? Well, we're still here. But Stronger life than happened. ever. There you go. Well, for this episode, I didn't tell you what the topic is. Yeah, you did not. That's why I'm over here nervous. <laughs> Who knows what might be coming up? And hey, I guess I got to give you my blind reaction. So I have my blindfold ready. Just let me know when I should put it over my eyes so I can react blindly. Blind reaction. I love those blind reaction videos on YouTube. And although our listeners cannot see us, I have a feeling they will still enjoy the the essence of your blind reaction here. Yeah, they can't see us and I'm not going to be able to see in a minute. It's on my forehead and I'm ready to pull it down. Just let me know when. <laughs> okay, it's about that time now. Right now? <laughs> yep. But how will I know where the microphone is? I just speak in the same direction. Feel for it. Okay. Feel for it. All right. I hope it doesn't cause <laughs> static in the recording, me touching the mic. Okay. Blindfold down. Okay, my dear. So if you will recall several months ago, we did a podcast about people being catfished. Mm-hmm. Bottom dwelling sea creature. Got it. Right. And for those people, I mean, I feel like this is a, a phrase now just about everyone knows, but just in case, please define for our loyal listeners what catfishing is or what being catfished is. Okay. So see, it's a scavenger-like animal. It lives at the bottom of a body of water, usually not an ocean, but you know, just a lake or a stream. And it you know catches dead residue that's hanging out at the bottom. Is that the catfish you're talking about? That is not. No, Mr. Science teacher. Oh, okay. no, we're, we're talking about the slang. Oh, I would think my best understanding of catfish is representing yourself to be something that you're not and then catching your prey, a person that you're interested in and 
them having a thought or idea of what you look like, what you act like, what you are, and then they meet you and it's not true. Bingo. Well, we talked about being catfished and we offered a stern warning to folks that catfishing is alive and well of all ages, of all types of people, walks of life. It can happen to you. And so, especially as we're out there later in life trying to find love, you have to stay vigilant. If something doesn't sound right, feel right, seem right, something seems a little off to you, listen to that inner voice because it may be trying to tell you something. For sure. If it acts like a duck, walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it might be a duck. So you need to duck out of there because it may not be real. And you have to watch yourself for that. So back to this episode, I had someone contact me on Facebook Messenger. And almost immediately I said, oh, this is a catfisher. Fisherman of cats. Got it. (laughs) And I decided to have a little fun with this person. And so I'm going to tell you about it right now. Fun, huh? (laughs) Deep breath. All right. Tell me about your fun. So, and I think along the way, what we'll do is we'll identify the red flags here. Got it. Because, you know, again, I think in the age group that we are talking to in our audience, you may not be out in the world having been out there in the dating world for a while. And so you get something that seems like an innocent message and you go down that path. And the next thing you know, you're in too deep. So I thought, you know what, this should be interesting. Let's see how this goes and what happens here. So this is your blind reaction. (laughs) I'm squinting under this mask, ready for the hit. Go ahead, hit me with your best shot. Fat Benatar, 1970s. Go ahead. I'm on Facebook Messenger and I get a message from, and I'm going to say the name in case someone else happens to get a message from this person, Michael Gindu, I assume is how you pronounce that, G-I-N-D-O-O. Mm-hmm. Mikey. Mikey. And Mikey is, this is what it says, works at work in Ukraine and sailor. Hmm. Sailor. Hmm. That sounds like, um, what is it? The person that works on the the oil rig, stranded at sea, can't get away. Yeah, right. Okay. Bingo. I mean, it's exactly the stereotypical story that we hear. That's often the catfish story is they're out of the country. They're in some foreign country and they're a sailor. They're in the military. They're working, as you said, working on an oil rig, et cetera. So immediately when I saw this, I was like, okay, yeah, here we go. And so he starts innocently enough. Hi, dear. How are you doing today? Mm, dear. And, yes, dear. How, how, how is he going to put you as a deer? You're not an antelope-like creature. <laughs> not his deer. <laughs> You're my deer. Okay, go ahead, dear. So I said, good and you. How's the Ukraine? Now, mind you, his name is Michael Gindu. Does, I mean, maybe it's just me, but does that sound like a name that would be a Ukrainian heritage? Nah, that, that sounded like it's coming from the motherland, Gindu. I think I, so. I, I can't take Gindu to, to Ukraine. A little cold for Gindus. <laughs> Okay. So he says, good. I'm okay. Nice to meet you. Where are you from? Of course, I'm not going to tell him where I'm from. Again, I'm, I'm having fun with this, right? We're, we're trying to see 
what what he's going to do, what his reactions are going to be, and how mm-hmm. far he's going to take this. Mm-hmm. So I said, I'm from France. Yeah, we oui, we, oui, Madame. We oui. and with a name like Mimi. We oui, we oui, Mimi sounds believable. I'm with it. He says it's a nice place to live. I guess he's familiar with France. Oh yeah, being a sailor and all. Hey. <laughs> Ukraine's probably right next door to France. <laughs> In his mind, I think it may be. And then he shares with me where he's from. Any guesses where he's going to be from? Um, somewhere in the U.S. Let's see. What's cold? Uh, New York, Chicago, somewhere in there. You're good. You're good. He says, I'm originally from Chicago, Illinois, USA. <laughs> okay. Red flag. Nobody puts the USA on there unless you're filling out a form or an application. <laughs> Sounds like somebody who English is not their first language. Flag on the play. Indeed. Uh, I, and I'm reading verbatim what he wrote, which is, I'm originally from Chicago, Illinois, USA, no period, but I'm currently working here in Ukraine. Now I work at Capital Sailors here and you. Punctuation, yeah. Although American school system <laughs> might not be the best. <laughs> Mr. Oh, Mikey. Uh, but, we, you know, we believe in punctuation. You and I are probably the most formal with that, even in our text messages. Because, you know, it's one of our pet peeves with other people who just, you know, even though it's not a professional setting, you practice it so that when it is professional setting, it actually, you get it right instead of thinking you're talking to a buddy or a friend. So, yeah, punctuation, dear. Yes. And as you said, no one no one says, if you're from Chicago, you just say, I'm from Chicago. You're talking to another American. Mm-hmm. You're just going to say, I'm from Chicago. Where are you yeah. from? If you're talking to your buddies, you're from the shy. You put the Bingo. shy on him. He wasn't ready for that. <laughs> shy town, the shy. That should be automatic, depending on what emphasis you put on it. And they might even be able to tell what side of the shy you're from. And again, he works at Captain Sailors. I don't even understand what he's trying to convey there. Is he trying, he trying to convey that he's a captain oh, on yeah. a ship? Oh, yeah. He wants you to know he's got some rank, got some money. He ain't mm-hmm. just a sailor. He's not one of them underlings uh, putting the, the steam into the locomotive, into the uh, steamboat. <laughs> Shoveling coal. coal. <laughs> That's not what he's doing. He's in charge of the people to shovel the coal <laughs> to get the steamboat mm. working. <laughs> he's that guy. I see. Okay. So he's he's building his story. Mm-hmm. So I decide, well, let's test this out a little bit since he's from Chicago. I said, oh, wow. I lived in Chicago for five years. That's not true, by the way. I've never lived in Chicago, but I told him this. I lived in Chicago for five years after college in the 90s. All of this is not true. It's a great city. I miss it. What part of Chicago are you from? Southside. What what is it? uh, The Brad always says her zip code. Can't even remember what that is. It's going to come to me in a minute. Keep going. So this should be interesting because if you're from Chicago, you should have no problem identifying what part of Chicago you're from. It's all about the neighborhoods. You got to know what's up. His answer is Chicago, Illinois. (laughs) Flag on the play. (laughs) That is not a side. He's Googling right now. He's like, okay, let me get this answer real quick. What are the sides of Chicago? Pull up Chicago map. He's called on A-L-E-X-A. Pull up Chicago. (laughs) What side am I from? 
And then he decides to change the subject very quickly. Deflection. Deflect. Or as the behavior panel would say, chaff and redirect. Chaff and. How old are you and are you married with kids? That's his deflection. Let's go straight to marriage. I need mm-hmm. to know your relationship status now before we get too deep into the shot town. <laughs> Tell me what's going on. Yeah. So clearly he's trying to identify, okay, do I have a good victim here? Mm-hmm. Let's Let's see what her family status is. Let's establish some basics here. He might be going through down a checklist. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But I didn't let him get off that easy. I said again, I asked him again, what part of Chicago? But then I answer his question. I say, I'm 56. I'm not married. I'm not one son. I actually do have one son. And then I let him know that I do get lonely sometimes. Oh, falling into the net. There you go. Yeah. You're like, mm, that worm looks good. Why is it in the shape of a hook? <laughs> I need to grab that worm. Go ahead. Grab that worm. So I guess he decides that um, he does need to answer the question about what part of Chicago he's from. And he says, I'm from West Town Mm. in Chicago. Mm. I need to pull up Google. Is that a place? I'm sure he did that. At least. Come on now. Do your due diligence. If you're going to be a scammer, at least know that there is a West Town in Chicago. Is there? Babe, this dude is lazy. (laughs) He did Google this. Chicago listeners chime in. Is there a West Town? Is that where people live? he, He may have been thinking like the West Side, right? Is there a West Side of Chicago? Definitely the West Side. Okay. Well, he probably was thinking that then. Mm, I I want to start typing, but but I'll listen. Go ahead. (laughs) So then he starts sharing a little bit about himself. Big surprise. He's a widower. Oh, that's so sad. This is taken straight out of the catfish playbook. They're very often widowers. You get that. The sympathy sympathy card is Mm -hmm. at play already. Right. His wife died five years ago. So there's enough time. He's here. You know, it's not recent where he can start getting back into the game. Right, right, right. right. Uh, he says, I'm a widower, widower. My wife died five years ago when she had an accident, when we were blessed with only one kid, a boy, and him name is Kelly. <laughs> him name. English is a second language. ESL. <laughs> ESL. So I go back to the location in Chicago and I said, oh, is that near Bombaclad, Chicago? Bombaclad. You went to Jamaica? <laughs> I went all the way back to Jamaica. <laughs> he went to Jamaica town in Chicago. Gotcha. That's um, the West Town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. All that pans out. Now, again, if you're really from the U.S. and I say Bombaclad, Chicago, you'd be like, come on, girl, you're messing with me. Where are you from? Mm-hmm. But he doesn't pick up on that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because he's not from Chicago, babe. All signs are pointing towards just being a duck. He's quacking like a duck. <laughs> so he gets back to business and he asked me what my occupation is. You got money? What's up? Again, he's going down the list. Okay. Let's see. Let's see what we're working with here, right? Well, first of all, I apologize or I offer my condolences at the loss of his wife. Mm. Still have to be polite, even to a catfish. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I tell him that my son's name is Funky. Funky as in something you probably can't pronounce or the actual name is Funky. Capital F. (laughs) So your child, gotcha, is something that means smells bad or 
A rhythmic tune. <laughs> Smells bad and a rhythmic tune. Funky. Got it. Put some funk on it. Bumble Clodge, Chicago, with a son named Funky. Any person from the United States, or even not from the United States, anyone with any amount of brains would say something's not right here. She's messing with me. But this person is very unfamiliar with uh, the culture, um, well, okay. reality. I might need to disagree with that because, you know, there is this famous guy from Chicago, you know, Mr. West, mm-hmm. first name Kanye. Now, <laughs> his children have some funky names. <laughs> He's from Chicago. So True. those two things, Chicago and funky names but that name is funky hey but you know you got to be on the level of mr west mr west is way past a, a captain on a sailboat gotcha all right mm-hmm. yeah so yeah he can in, do that in, in most reality of us regular folks <laughs> that's not gonna work but if you mr west hey go for it so mikey decides to ask me if i am on hangouts or whatsapp He's trying to get me off of this messenger platform. Yeah, man. He needs to get some more info because he might have a, a program on his computer that can decode the Hangout or WhatsApp and get to the real, real. Like, what's the deal? Chicago feel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I tell him that I don't have either one of those, of course, because although I'm, I appreciate my loyal listeners and I'm, I'm happy to be the guinea pig. I didn't want to take it that far and start getting offline. Right. So um, I tell him, by the way, so I don't have, I tell him that I don't have Hangouts or WhatsApp, but I'm the vice president of a tech company. Mm, yeah, you might have your own messenger service on that tech company and you got to stay with that because if they pull out your phone and see those two applications on there that are not native to that tech company, then you're in trouble. You might lose your job. There you go. So I'm starting to build my story and he starts to build his, babe. Mm, put those bricks on top. Come on, tell us, tell us what's next. Build that structure. Here we go. All right. He says, I will be pleased to write more about myself so that you will know me better. I am the only child of my parents before they died long ago. May their soul as one rest in perfect peace. Amen. Mm. I was raised in the orphanage. I have no brother or sister, no relative. And you? Just total loner out there in the world by himself looking for that soulmate. Oh, Chicago Mimi. Oh, French Mimi. Please, wee oui, wee, oui. come be with me. I'm so lonely. I mean, he is playing every sympathy card you could possibly play, right? He's a yeah. widower. He has no parents. No, no his, relatives. Wait, was his son alive? Yeah, son is alive. Okay. Mm-hmm. Orphanage. Mm-hmm. Orphanage. I mean, you name it. And it's sad because as I was um, doing research on the catfish episode that we did, I was watching various YouTube videos on people that were being catfished. And you would hear them tell these types of stories. Even after uh, they would let them know that, hey, this person is a catfish, you know, this, they've completely made up this story. Even after they knew that the person wasn't real, they would still be stating these things as though they were really a, a fact, you know, oh, I was talking to him and he had, he was widowed and, you know, I felt sorry for him because he was an orphan and, you know, we really bonded over the fact that he's a widow and I'm, it's amazing, but it's- Laying on uh, the sympathy and mothering aspect uh, of some females and just, and then he even threw in the amen now. 
he's getting into the religious part now. He's like testing the waters. Like, okay, hold up. Maybe I can throw in an amen. Then we can throw some God in there. And shoo, then I really got her, man. He's just reeling that yes. fish in. So I said, wow, it sounds like you've had a really rough life, but God is good. I'm sure you're grateful for what you have. I would love if you wrote me more. You played so on, he the, does. on the religious part. You bit that. Like, oh, yeah, I got her now, boy. He thinks he's got you. Yes, indeed. He thinks, wow, she hasn't caught on that uh, I never stepped foot in Chicago or probably even the United States. Uh, I'm, I'm, he's thinking he's doing great right now. Mm-hmm. So he says, okay, I'm often described with words such as God-fearing man, a simple man, <laughs> nice, deep, romantic. I certainly thank God for my life, treating everybody around me with respect and integrity. I'm honest and I don't like to lie and I hate lies and deception. I love anything that keep me smiling and never be a dull moment because life is too short to live and be sad. I am hardworking. I believe in myself and anything that will uplift the standard of my living. My word is my bond. I will be delighted if you tell me more about yourself. He even went to New York. He said word is bond. (laughs) (laughs) Dude went to 80s rap lyrics. I hear you word is bond. (laughs) <laughs> oh, he wants me to he wants me to know that he is very honest honest hate liars Mm-mm-mm. he hates liars how I mean, dare they yeah that's the worst thing you can be in mike gindu's world <laughs> mikey so i said i'm just a simple woman not much to tell i work a lot so not much time for play so i'm building my story that listen i'm i'm the vp of a tech company i got some money on me let's see what happens here mm-hmm. i'm sitting home lonely watching netflix all the time waiting for <laughs> Prince of Ukraine to come in and sweep me off my feet. Come on, Prince. Well, he starts talking about asking me questions about myself. So this is all trying to build a relationship very quickly, right? He's trying to tell me all about his personal life, all about his uh, what he believes in, God-fearing, et cetera, et cetera. And he's trying to get the same information out of me so that we can quickly start building this relationship in his mind. Mm-hmm. So he asked me what my hobbies are. And then he says, I love reading newspapers, watching TV, listening to music, sport, particularly swimming. And now that I have this job, I think I love traveling by sea now. I love to play golf. I'm not a professional, but I enjoy playing it always. He's a golfer. Mm -hmm. Grammar sounds terrible. (laughs) Grammar is very, very off. Something is not right. So I told him that I love shopping. That's actually not a lie. I miss those. Go ahead, get some money out of them. And I told him that I spend way too much money on handbags and shoes. That is a lie. Which you don't, for sure. I do not. That's very much a lie. (laughs) I also love cooking and reading. That's true. So now we're in the next morning. By the way, the next morning where where he says good morning, uh, it's 1.46 a.m. for me, my time, of course. Mm -hmm. But this is something, too, that people need to be aware of. Is this person texting you literally all day, all night? But they're working, though. And he's Mm -hmm. a captain, but he's got time to send these messages. And then now he's going for it, babe. He asked me if I want to get married at some point. Mm -mm. 
putting a ring on it. Now, I must have been busy during these next few days because I, I didn't interact with him that much, but I, I'm building this episode. So I'm thinking, okay, I got to keep stringing him along here. But uh, he tells me a little bit about him wanting to get married and that he's looking for an honest woman. He asked me what my favorite flavor of ice cream is. <laughs> And says that his is vanilla. He talks about his favorite colors, blue, of course. And I ask him more about his son. He's, his son is 13. This is something we hear heard a lot about, too, with people who are being catfished. They seem like they always have a, a child, youngish, and that comes into play later on, too, because that can be a reason to need money. My child's in the hospital. Mm-hmm. My child says, it's not for me. Oh, no, no, I don't need anything. But my 13-year-old son is mm-hmm. in the hospital. Hey, can you help him out? So, we'll mm-hmm. see if that happens. And so, he's looking, he says that he's looking for a trustworthy and responsible respectful woman who will love him and his son. So I uh, ignored him for a little bit and he, you know, he, but he would still check in every once in a while, you know, he's going down his checklist of people to catfish and, you know, I was on the list. So he would check in good morning every once in a while. So babe, this conversation has a little back and forth. And as I mentioned, he's trying to build that rapport. He's trying to build a quick relationship before he goes in for the jugular and starts asking me for money. But then I decide to flip the script. Flip it. I decide to ask him for money. Oh, man. Table turned. Pick it up and turn it around. Okay. That was about the table. Yeah, I, I just wonder what would happen if I ask this God-fearing man who's very honest, honest, honest. just a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. But of course, I, I have to build my story too. Mm-hmm. So here's what I said. Sorry, I've been ignoring you. I'm having financial issues. My company is making cuts and I just found out they're cutting my salary by 38%. 38? <laughs> Why that random number? It couldn't have been 40 or 30. You know, I, I felt like I needed to throw in a number there so it sounded kind of official. <laughs> Okay. You should have done a decimal on it. <laughs> I really should have. 38.2 or something, just to be silly. Can you help me with a little money for the week? It's really unexpected. I will pay you back as soon as I can. It would really help me a lot. And I put the little prayer emoji. Yep. You playing on his <laughs> religious side as well. Yeah. You totally turned that around. All right. I need to hear the rest of the story. He's getting good. Now, it took him a little bit to respond. I guess he was thinking about it, but he did eventually answer and he said, dear, I will send you money. Truly Bitcoin machine. Hello, investor company has decided to process your payment immediately. You will be transferred to company accountant who will pay you through Bitcoin machine payment immediately. Chat him up to process your payment. The number is, and I'm going to give the number. You're going to give the number. You're totally There could be somebody listening who this number may sound familiar to. Plus one, nine, eight, nine, six, four, oh, nine, four, nine, oh. That's a weird series, but that's what it yeah, is. I think the dash is in the wrong place. Those be three dash, then four numbers at the end. And it's only three numbers at the end. Well, different countries have different okay. dashes that I know. But in plus but, one U.S. area code? Plus one is U.S. So it may have code? just added that uh-huh. automatically. Hmm. Okay. So the number might be nine, eight, nine, six, four, oh, nine, four, nine, oh, in some order. Mm-hmm. He will send you 100,000 
USD to start up a business. Well, that's not even what I asked for, but okay. <laughs> hey, thanks. hundred thousand. What? You just asked for a couple of dollars to get you through the week. <laughs> what kind of right. lifestyle you got? You need a hundred thousand for the week. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> President of a tech company. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, I got to get those handbags. Those handbags aren't going to buy themselves. <laughs> I hear you, Birkin. Come on. So I said, awesome. This is wonderful news. News. And so at that point, I thought, okay, let me let me stop. Let me stop here. We're, we're getting phone numbers. We're getting Bitcoin. Like who knows? You never know. Someone might try to hack into whatever. And I thought, no, let's let's end it right there. So I literally stopped communicating. And he has since. I I don't think he's um, messaged me for quite a while. But um, after that, he kept saying, "Hello, are you there?" Um, you know, just kind of checking in on me. But I'm guessing at that point, I would have gone to another person who would put on the pressure more and say, okay, yeah, we'll give you money, but we need a little bit of money first to give you money. Mm-hmm. You know how that works. Right. Wow. So blocked and deleted. That's it. Done. That's it. No more Mikey. No more Mikey. Wow. Whew, I was but worried that for was fascinating. <laughs> was it fascinating? You feel like an investigative reporter? <laughs> I, I totally did. I, I need to start working for the New York Times or something now. Like, that's it. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> you did a magical piece of uh, of work there. We're going to promote you 38%. I I was just amazed at how he hit on every single stereotypical catfisher component, the sympathy, the widower, the young child, the orphanage, the children or the parents who are deceased, uh, God-fearing, you name it. All that. Yes. He he got them all. I mean, it's straight out of the playbook. Uh, You know, you and I both have watched those, you know, YouTubes and uh, Dr. Phil's and such. And, you know, they actually have a bound notebook. Three wing, three ring binder <laughs> in which they they put, you know, little pages in the sheet protector and it tells you <laughs> step by step. It's like an if then statement from back in computer class and back in the 80s. If this, then that. If that, then this. And then they just go down their checklist and you checked off all the boxes. But then you hit that. Hey, give me money. And all of a sudden, scr- Breaks, <laughs> breaks went on. And somebody said, "Hey, who's got the page that says what you do when they ask you for money?" And nobody had that page, so he was like, "Okay, uh, hold up, I, I, I'm gonna be a few days before I get back to this." So they had to, you know, rewrite the chapter eight. What to do when your mark asks you for money? Amazing, absolutely amazing. Well, I hope that if anyone gets a message from Michael Gindu, and if anyone is out there is experiencing anything like this, please just stop. Don't do it. Just stop. In the unless you're doing investigative of, uh, reporting, like I am. There you go. Hey man, I can see the news companies lining up to hand you a contract. <laughs> They're gonna up your salary by how much? Thirty-eight percent. Thirty-eight percent. There you go. <laughs> Oh, man. Now, that was a good... Well, we hope you enjoyed this fun episode. It was a lot of fun uh, playing investigative reporter for a little bit. And uh, the, I mean, there is there's the serious side of it, though. We're, we're laughing and giggling about it, but there are people out there who are being catfished. So it's all about being aware. It doesn't have to be this extreme. You just have to be aware of the fact that, unfortunately, there are people out there who will try to take advantage of you. 
So just, again, trust your gut, trust your instinct as as you get to know people, especially when you're meeting them online, but anywhere. Stay vigilant. You know, if you got that feeling that it's not right, then it might not be. And ask somebody, don't just keep it to yourself. Even if they tell you to say they don't want anybody to know, call on a trusted friend or uh, somebody or family member and tell them what's going on and run it by them because you just never know. Somebody seeing it from another perspective may be able to catch those red flags that you didn't see. That's such a good point because when you're in it, you have that blind spot and someone external to the situation could really point something out that would help you not go down the wrong path. So have that confidant to to bounce something off of. It's not a bad idea at all. Mm-hmm. And with all of us having more time at home and, you know, either avoiding going out as much, you know, because of the pandemic or just not as much to do, even if you wanted to go out because of the situation, you know, your degree of loneliness at home could be very extreme. And, you know, you see this person reaching out, hitting all the right buttons, and that could, you know, really play on your heartstrings. So just be careful out there. Be careful out there. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode and we will be back more often. We can't tell you exactly how much more often, but we're going to try to record some more this year, regardless of how many we record, they will be out on Mondays. So keep a lookout for us. Please continue listening. And I want to thank everyone for continuing to listen to us, even though we haven't put out an episode every single week. We really appreciate you all listening to our episodes, going back and re-listening to them. I see there's still quite a lot of activity on the Facebook page. We have new likes every day. It's a great community that we're building here. We're really excited about that. So we want to say thank you to everyone for that. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, you will be getting new episodes on Mondays. Again, we don't know how often, but we'll be there. And I wanted to blindly give my babe a shout out because today is our anniversary. Happy anniversary, honey. Oh, that's right. The 20th of every month. See, we celebrate monthly. And right. uh, I'm so happy that you're in my life and that we get to do this together. So it'll be fun. Yes. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, you can get in touch with us by leaving us a voicemail at anchor.fm forward slash later in life love. Or if you'd like to email us directly, you can do so at admin at later in life We would love to hear from you. And as we always say, it's never too late for love. It's never too late. Hello, it's AJ. And your friend Mimi. We're the host of the Later in Life Love podcast, where we discuss topics related to dating and new relationships in your 40s, 50s, 60s, and beyond. There's a brand new episode every Monday. Start your week off right with the mindset that it's never too late for love. It's never too late.